0: This is the one with a Vitruvian monk. The Monk Lisa. One small step for monk. Donald Monk. And Bill Slam Dunkster Monk. It's called The Lie of the Land. Here, Here we go. go. Whistle on our
1: epic phrase.
0: All through time and all through space Whistler being an angel's hair Dalek, Cyber,
1: Zood and WOW Counting Sonic's rating apps From the poor to the sublime
0: Echoes with Whittaker Let's agree it's about time Who back when? Reviewing mm-hmm. on you who there is Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, iTunes please Rose and Donna Amy Pond Rory Clara And beyond
2: Join us, Join us on this to See what other choice could there be But who back when?
1: when? Who back when? when? Ladies and gentlemen, and all in between and beyond, welcome to another TBD WBW episode. It's Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Dog Past. That's right. I am Drew Back When, and I will be head-hosting you through N139, The Lie of the Land. But what is a head host without his co-hosts? There are two tonight, one of whom resides in Berlin, and her name is... Why, hello, it's Marie. It's not just Marie, it's the Magnificent Marvellous Marie! Hello, Magnificent Marvellous Marie! And in Oxford, we have, you know him, you can't wait for him to start talking, it's the one, the only... It's me, it's Leon, what up? Hello, Drew, what hello, Marie, up? hello, Podcastland! What did we think of this episode, high level? Did anyone think it was Magnificent or Marvellous? Or maybe both Magnificent and Marvellous?
0: It was nowhere near as good as Parts 1 or 2. This... It's not a patch on Marie, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> this feels slightly anticlimactic to me just
1: slightly i'm being polite <laughs> not <laughs> jaw droppingly actually wait ball droppingly anticlimactic is what it is <laughs> ratings droppingly i don't anticlimactic. know when, when
0: balls drop it's not that anticlimactic it's <laughs>
1: it's pre-climactic if anything yeah it's anti with an e <laughs> of course it's exactly what it is marie come on break your vow of silence what did you think i think i'm undecided
0: really mm.
1: on the fence eh
0: yeah mm. i think they were good
2: There were definitely good points and there were definitely some really naff bits but
0: uh. uh-huh you, okay interesting I, i'm gonna try to convince you to come to the dark side marie drew where do you stand on this one are you also on the dark side
1: i, I mean i i'm trying to play it coy but i just can't it is perpetual night over here oh no this episode <laughs> So, shall we leap right into a B Scow and get on with deciding Marie? Let's. Time for us to synopsize, labify and summarize. So, take a view and
0: grab a brief and listen again. to this overview. This free for all, we like to call a bicep chunk of
1: it's just another ordinary day on the tranquil streets of mind-foggy Monkton town. Crowds of sheep will goggle through the window of magpie electricals, drinking in doctor-narrated visual soma in blissful acquiescence to Pretty Patel's totalitarian wet dream, goose-stepping all around them.
2: Bill and her mind's eye mug-minding mom are having none of it, though, resisting the urge to believe the televised truth and walking the streets like Martha in The Last of the Time Lords, clinging desperately to the hope that the Doctor has a plan beyond being Monk GB News' lead anchor in perpetuity.
0: Just as all seems lost, enter Nadi, once again breathing because some time has passed and handily equipped with a thing that things the thing the monks are using. Off they sneak to the wild waters off Scotland, where twelve lurks in a prison hulk. But can this rebel bait be convinced to switch? You are welcome. Aren't you just? Now we're cooking with gas. Hmm.
1: Speaking of gas, how has Nardole survived? <laughs> Speaking of gas. Well, he breathed in all sorts of, oh, yeah. of pathogenic <laughs> aerosols. Mm. And then suddenly he's just back. It's me, Nardy. Nothing's happened! It's just convenience, isn't it? That's uh, it's great. It happened off screen. Yeah, let's put a pin in that word, convenience. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we may return to it. Oh, really? Really? But Marie, was, was Nardy one of the highlights of the show for you? Uh.
2: Probably not. I don't. Yeah, How I don't really? know. I mean, he was fine. He was just Noddle.
1: Convincing you to come to the
0: dark side is either going to be <laughs> really difficult or like surprisingly easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel no. I feel like I really want to defend it now that you're like jumping all hmm. over it. I know you haven't even Do started it. yet, but I'm but I'm building up a barrier. I'm like, no, it wasn't that terrible. Already in my head, but I can't <laughs> really remember Noddle.
1: Hang on, let me get my notes. We don't have to talk about Nardo. Why don't you lead off with something you liked? Because because this is one of those episodes, for me, that makes me wish I'd been much more complimentary about the previous two and about episodes I liked in general because I love Doctor Who and... I liked the first two episodes of this series, but I feel like I just bitched about them for three hours and I haven't got one nice thing to say for the next hour and a half. <gasps> That's, <gasps> not oh, true. Not that bad, That's not Commiserating. some true, of the actors.
2: Drew. No. No, I'll no, tell you why also, I'm wrong. I'm looking
0: at our ratings from the last two. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Drew gave it 4.0. Marie, you gave it 4.1.
1: I did. What I'm saying is, I wish I had been positive enough, commensurate with that rating, rather than. Oh, I see. Doing my usual and then being actually, I really enjoyed it because here <laughs> I'm not going to be able to summon up anything in the plus column. Well, I
0: can offer up something for the plus column. Let's hear it,
1: Nodol. I thought Nodol was
0: great. <laughs> really, even Marie wasn't convinced. <laughs> I'm rarely convinced by Nardole. I thought he was really quite charming. He was more toned down than... Like, he wasn't too silly. He wasn't too Nardole. But,
1: uh, yeah, it was charming. Well, you say that. What about when the guy whose Walkman broke has just been neck pinched and they're just about to go into the room with the big bad and Nazal just waffles off of Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. And he's like, oh, I mean, obviously I can't silly? do it with
0: this hand, which is weird, but then again, that isn't my real hand. Like, yeah, that was fun. That was fun.
1: Okay, fun rather than silly. I see the distinction <laughs> you're making. <laughs> Hair
0: fine line there, but still. <laughs> okay, fine. Any other things that you really liked?
1: I did like Nardi. I thought that was a nice entrance.
0: Yeah a very fitting nickname. I really like that. Agreed. His imaginary friend left him for someone else. Oh.
1: That's tired, isn't it? That's been
0: done before. You know what? That's kind of... Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I just haven't encountered it, but that might be touching upon slightly too much nardol for me. But i only touching upon it.
1: I feel like I've heard that gag in a dozen other places. Oh, really? Yeah. Marie, have you? Or have I made this up? Have I been dreaming it?
2: I I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Okay, so what else did you like, Marie?
2: I liked Bill.
1: Score.
0: Alright. Bill
2: was Let's fantastic.
1: Bill. Yeah. Mm. Bill is fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think she was fantastic. What about Bill well, did you like? I like the scene in particular. I like all of Bill, to be honest, but in particular, the scene when she's like confronting the doctor, um, and she thinks that he's like turned and he's on the side of the monks, and she can't believe it, and she's like, but I held on to, for you. Like I was like she had to invent this whole character of like the mother to to keep onto her sanity so that she would be there and be ready um, when the doctor needed her. And then she thinks he's turned, and I thought that was a
0: fantastic performance. It's incredibly dramatic, really dramatic. And then she shoots him. Yeah, she's a super duper strong actor. There's a very strong performance. It's a very strong scene. Doesn't make a uh, lick of sense to me though. What? why that has nothing to do with bill though also has nothing to do with uh, with doc just like in general I, I think i have nothing negative to say about any of of the characters or any of the actors but the plot itself makes no sense and and that scene where she turns up doc has well as you just said he pretends to be uh, a baddie or an agent of the monks and she shoots him and blah blah he re- fake regenerates makes no
1: sense the, the Orange Marmalade Light Show was the, the final step too far.
0: Well, it, mm. it, that also, like, why would he do that? She's never seen a regeneration. Why fake a regeneration for her?
1: Excellent points.
0: Yeah. Uh, because why she wait? shot
1: him, thinking that will kill him. Hence, exactly. she doesn't know about regeneration. Exactly. <laughs> Nor have any of the
0: other people around there. By the way, Not all hasn't ever seen a regeneration either, right? Doubtful.
1: Uh, yeah, well, he you might, you might know have heard, what heard about it from yeah, that's River true. Song.
0: And like the other dudes, the guards in that room, they don't know what it is. So why why do that? Why wait? Okay, question: Why wait six months until summoning Bill? Because he was hatching a plan.
1: Yeah, he had to deprogram a certain cadre of soldiers, which, um, given the monks have access to all the CCTV in the world, and they don't fully trust the doctor yet, as he himself says, I don't know quite where he found the time or place to do that without them knowing. Yeah, and why
0: do it whilst spreading propaganda for them for six months? Why not just go underground have your little pirate radio station, like your, you know, resistance radio station or TV station, and recruit people the the same way he would have recruited the
1: guards. I mean, you could argue that the monks, knowing that there's a fifth column is the wrong word, uh, knowing that there's an opponent out there would intensify their campaign there would be that many more people sent off to um, mind rewriting gulags and so forth i still want to come back to bill because Mm -hmm. you guys seem remarkably okay with the fact that the companion shoots the doctor like if (laughs) if the doctor had just done that to someone you would be up in arms
0: but it's fine for bill to do
1: it That is such a good
0: point. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. Congratulations, Bill. You're not an agent of the monks. Now get out of my sight. (laughs) You tried to kill me. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. You're so right. Yeah, and his plan is entirely built around forcing her to that point so he wants her to shoot him with a blank which is as you say oh well that means you're the girl for me bill yes you're the one of the seven billion that i want because i famously like people who are trigger happy it makes (laughs) bugger all sense
0: Also the second Nardol shows up in her flats, surely they know that she's not with the monks. Like they must know immediately. So why the all of the subterfuge? Why smuggle her aboard the ship?
1: Well, I feel like what they write what the writers wanted to do was set up this massive lie. I mean the lie of the land is, is the title. Uh-huh. I, I I know the monks are lying via the medium of television, but the writer's also going for a great big dolar of it here that the doctor says you just before um bill this is absolutely the truth i'm telling you and we know that the first rule is the doctor lies but i just feel like they took it so far i i can't forgive them like it's it's just it's just deceit i feel like a contract has been broken and <laughs> they delighted in it and i did not okay all right i may be a little spectrum-y about this point but <laughs> no that. <laughs>
0: No, I mean I, I'm with you on this. What do you stand in this case, Marie?
2: I think yeah. Now you've said it. Why is he so happy that she shot him? Should she not have tried to talk him around a different way?
0: Yeah, no, that's a, she sold out the earth in order to keep him alive, and it takes mm. her like two minutes to shoot him in
1: the in the chest. Yeah, because he calls her bluff. Of yeah, the giant eel was in the Seine rather than the Thames. Yeah. And in, in, in the last episode, as you say, we've had an example of her playing the long game, deferring to the next round so she can come up with another plan. And here she's just like, nope, I'm going to uh, go all in with this one. Bullet straight to your midriff. But what was the plan?
2: Like after she's killed the doctor, what's
1: what's she going to do next?
0: That is an excellent question. <laughs> And like, she's what? She's probably and... going to get shot by a room full of guards.
2: <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, absolutely. But there's nothing that like the world is not in imminent danger either. By by killing the doctor, she's not preventing the monks from coming or doing it. You know, it doesn't solve anything. That's true. Yeah.
0: All she's doing is yeah, she's getting rid of their TV presenter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Still and charge, can... she'll be dead.
1: Yeah, and and. What she doesn't take into account is he's already given them hours and hours of footage. People aren't paying that much attention. They are happily <laughs> being brainwashed by whatever's on the screen. Just repeat it. Just run it over and over again. You've got six months of non-stop videos and you can cycle that and no one will notice. Good
0: point. Uh, yeah, also fair. Like also completely true. It works for Fox News. It's the same pigging
1: shit every week. It doesn't change. People lap it up.
0: Well, since you bring up Fox News, this is called The Lie of the Land. It does feature that very, very brief cameo appearance uh, um, by Donald Trump. Now we have the big lie as a phrase, as a concept, as a, you know, something that didn't exist or hadn't happened when this. Episode was shot. Do you view this slightly differently now than you did maybe when this aired? Or are you now thinking like, "Holy smokes!" You know what? Yeah, maybe we are <laughs> under under the influence of uh, aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe history has been rewritten. Maybe maybe shit is a little wonky every now and then. Yeah,
1: maybe there was an extraterrestrial monk who took the most hideous form to our sight because, in his view, we were all dying, and that's what it turned out to be. They elected him president. <laughs>
0: Um, I've got tons more questions, but... uh... Let's hear them. Okay. Does it seem right to you that you get sentenced to 10 years in a labor camp if you either spread propaganda or you own a comic book?
1: Having seen The Return of Doctor Mysterio, I would be willing to grant the (laughs) latter. (laughs) Those two don't seem perfectly balanced to me. (laughs) Why isn't it like
0: you spread propaganda against the state of the monks 20 years in a labor camp? Oh, you own a, an issue of Spider-Man? T- yeah, you get 10 years.
1: I like how, how you think, yeah, I could easily take 10 years in a labor camp. I'd still be resisting after that time. They'd have to go another 10 at least to break me. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really
0: understand this uh, this system of judgment.
1: Well, it's very Old Testament, isn't it? Any sort of transgression, you get stoned or cast out. It's... Oh, I guess primitive so. and basic yeah
0: there's also eye for an eye isn't it and that's uh, i mean if you're gonna go for old testament then you've got the perfect balance it's like hey you spread propaganda we're gonna well actually you know technically that is eye for an eye because we've been spreading propaganda as well uh, you know what you're free to go lady whereas oh <laughs> you you, <laughs> you want an issue of spider-man <laughs> yeah. oh wait hang on we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to unwrite spider-man now all comic books now feature the monks climbing on walls and yeah, shooting spider monks.
1: You know, the trouble we went to to get rid of all these issues and you're showing it to your friends. (laughs) We had to re-ink every panel. (laughs) We had to do a control F for man. It was a nightmare. There are only 12 of us. It took us a week. We could have invaded the Southern Hemisphere in that week.
0: Okay, here's another question, actually apropos of that. Here's another question, possible discussion item. Did the monks only rewrite our memory of history, or did they also go in and actually, you know, destroy museums, destroy libraries? Did they redraw the Mona Lisa to feature a gross monk? Did they, you know, is there any evidence of our history remaining at the end. I mean, I I know that we get to be back on campus at the end, but maybe that's just a wibbly wobbly that the doctor does.
2: I don't think they rewrite anything because I think, so you see that how it's all like mind control and you see while Nodol looks at the pyramid and says there's no one there and then he turns to the rest of them and goes oh there's 12 of them so i feel like you could be stood in front of the mona lisa and be like hey there isn't a monk in this and as but as soon as you leave you forget it and you, you say, remember there oh, being a oh, that monk, oh that's a very good point yeah yeah that monk drawing is beautiful <laughs> so it's almost like the silence a little bit like when you're looking at them you see them for what they are but then as soon as you come away the the mind control takes over yeah she yeah, really
0: caught that smile perfectly yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Also, I had wondered, based on things you'd said in previous episodes, whether the monks had indeed messed with the timeline of the entirety of human history. But no, they just uh, put up some big monk-shaped bender statues, and yeah, within a few months, that was enough. They they boarded up some museums, maybe. So, what, but
0: what about those statues afterwards? Like, who brought them down? If no one knew what they were, who 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 took down those? Like, someone must have. <laughs> someone is in charge of smelting them down someone needs to pull them down like physically destroy those statues but no one knows what they
1: are no they know what they are this isn't a full silence effect at the end you see that plucky band of again about 12 people rise up the pyramid rises into the air thank goodness we don't have to worry about monks or religion anymore that's all gone that's and true
0: <laughs> but then the student at the end of the episode doesn't remember anything about it and well, doc no, says she, that they didn't know anything
1: about it at the time she was she was convinced at the time that they were filming something she doesn't stand for everybody okay yeah right fair
2: oh no i didn't i took that to be like what leon's just saying is that people do forget because this has been a recurring theme in doctor who that really like crazy things happen and it's like oh the human race is now open to like there are aliens out there and whatever it is we must have learned a lesson from this and it always goes back to super good point
1: Yeah. oh yeah sure we'll reset in the medium to long term but we'll remember while we're pulling down the statues the memories last for that long (laughs) because you're looking at a statue and it's reminding you of what it was And, and then they'll be face the floor, you're like, where did this speed bump come from? This is really inconvenient. I'm going to write to the council.
2: There'll be a load of like conspiracy <laughs> theorists afterwards who were like, oh, you know, the ones who think that the queen is a reptile and everyone just laughs at them. They'll be going, no, 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 they were. They were monks. They were here. They controlled us all with mind control. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, Dave. How much did you drink last week? Uh, did, yeah. did you say Dave <laughs> deliberately as in David Icke? I didn't, but I'm glad
0: that I made that happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> Who's David Icke? I'm sorry. I don't know this reference.
1: He's... I'm pretty sure it's David Icke. He is the main proponent of the um, lizardocracy cabal oh, really? secretly running the world. Yeah, Ugh. I hesitate to Google him. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners can figure it out. So I'm still not done with Bill.
0: Let's hear it then.
1: Because Bill is talking to her dead mum yes mm. and how did we feel about that did we like it on the whole we see quite a lot of her dead mum
2: I didn't like how it was used as a like narration device throughout the whole episode I thought that was a bit um much and, I th- and it really like pulled me out of the episode I didn't really like that as a storytelling device but I did really like the first scene where she sat down with her mum and she's like in this like mind space where she can blo- block everything else out and just focus on this memory of a mother yeah that was definitely how... the best one I agree yeah and I, and I thought that was really brilliant it's like she's been here for six months on her own with nobody else to speak to trying to hold on to these memories that keep going further and further away and she thinks she's imagining it all and when she sees no adult she's like oh my god you're real like i haven't just been going crazy so for that was a lovely thing and then i think if they just left it at that and then brought it in at the end you could have seen okay this like the strength of mind that she had to keep from like remembering the truth when all this like mind control was going on for everyone else, maybe that helped her in the end, and that you know that would have been a nice bookend but yeah I d I didn't enjoy the like talking to a mom because it was in it was like said from the future as well, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we did this like last week, so you know that she doesn't die as well, so that kind of gives it away it's not a a present thing what we're doing oh, now yeah,
0: oh, I didn't think about that oh. <laughs> You're super right, and now I feel like an idiot. No, you're absolutely right. I'm not saying she
1: doesn't talk in the present tense some of the time, but yeah, she could very easily have lapsed, and I would missed it. Mm.
0: I I thought that some. I mean, this might be the only really, really nice instance of love saves the world you know love <gasps> saves the day
1: what? Where? 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 Really? Where? <laughs> no. wow wow genuinely I mean... astonished but I tell has you her why... finger raised. i'll
2: tell you why it's not a beautiful instance of love saves the world it's because the bloody doctor and the bloody line yes. that says, Oh, isn't it a good job that I went back in time and gave you these photos of your mom? I thought I was yes. just being nice. Uh, no, I saved the world. He thinks he's he it's, it's in my now. notes, it's in my mouth. He's yeah, literally here, saving the fucking world. And exactly, ready to it.
0: sacrifice herself. She's got yeah. her mitts on this gross uh, zombie monk's brain machine, and Doc's taking credit for it. Screw you, Doc. Screw you, Doc. Explaining the photo subplots. And in addition to that, he also like—is isn't it a lovely thing, you know, uh, uh, to to consider the memory of one's mom as an isolated subroutine, like it was such a nice, such a beautiful sentiment being presented by this whole montage with Bill and we see all the photos and then Doc goes all technical about it. It it kind of undoes it. But I do think from her point of view, I think it's possibly the, I don't know if it's the only nice one, but it's certainly the nicest one that I can think of instance of love saves the day. However, what I would have seen, I'd like to have seen more of her talking with her mum, as in, in that context would have been them actually talking. it would have been quite nice to have the mum say something to maybe give some advice or them actually having a dialogue rather than just her talking at a...
2: But well, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, she she doesn't have a memory of her mum talking because she died when she was quite young, maybe. I don't know. How old was she? Yeah.
0: So it's based on those photos, presumably, but... Yeah.
1: Yeah, she didn't even have a photo. She didn't even know what a mum looked like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true.
1: I mean, I, I have a note about it, which is... I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not the only person on the podcast who's lost a parent, so I'm not claiming that this is the way it goes, necessarily. But when I think about my dead mum... I would never put words in her mouth. I respect her too much to taint her with my own fiction, you know? I think
0: it's different, though. I think it's different because you have memories of actual words, actual conversations. Mm. Bill won't have that. And so there's an empty space that she would fill with herself. And in this case, she might fill it with her subconscious desire to break free from this monkery, <laughs> you know <laughs> i absolutely understand what you mean drew but I, I don't think that that same thing applies to bill because she isn't i mean just the fact that she's picturing her mum sitting there is already a that's already a figment of her imagination that's not a memory True. as such
1: yeah and i, it I ends up being a testament to her lack of imagination <laughs> in a sense yeah yeah i but you, i, I too you... hated the oh sorry i oh, know i was just
2: gonna prompt you to say more about this thing <laughs>
1: Um well I I too hated the tech word salad that mm. um the memory of a of a dead parent became. I also didn't like Bill's mum you just went viral. I, uh, <laughs> I just, Oh just, no. Oh, so bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is also coming after clever, brilliant, ridiculous writer to think of this. Whenever, whenever the doctor is praising the resolution, I can't help, but I've taken this out of scripts. <laughs> of the scripts I have myself written. Like, no, don't call it brilliant because it makes you sound like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Since
0: you bring up the writer, can we maybe point out here as well, so this is the third installment in a three-parter. Part one, Extremus was written by Stephen Moffat. Part two, The Pyramid at the End of the World was co-written by Stephen Moffat and Stephen Harkness. Stephen Harkness? Stephen Harkness. Mr.
1: Harkness. Peter Harness. Peter Harness.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember saying this when we record as well, so for some reason I've written down Stephen Harkness, I'm an idiot. And this one was written by someone else entirely, namely Toby House. Isn't it a little bit odd that it's a different writer entirely. It's not even co-written with Moff. So it's perhaps not entirely odd that it has a slightly different pacing, it has a different mood, and perhaps it's headed in a completely different direction than the first two installments.
1: Sure, but it's also a craven abdication of responsibility on Moffat's part, because... I've made a note of this. What a thankless task to have to write this conclusion to the serial. Poor Toby Whitehouse. So far it's been established in part A that the monks know everything about Earth's past, the doctor's timeline and everyone's future and their power is practically limitless. It's revealed in part B. They can restore the doctor's eyesight. They can take the place of American jet pilots. So just how was poor Toby Whitehouse supposed to develop a realistic weakness that our could exploit
0: yeah i mean that's a fair question <laughs> that's certainly a challenge
1: but
2: do you think but they were did
0: add... totally written in isolation or like surely when you
2: were they developing were. They
1: just them just shouldn't have been well yeah <laughs> that's, that's the showrunner's <laughs> job to make it cohere
0: it is a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Muff maybe did abdicate some responsibility, but who knows? He must have sat down with Toby and gone, all right, so here's what I have in mind. This is how they're beaten, and this is what has to happen. And yeah. do you remember those photos? Actually, this is the long game of that plot. and Yada, yada, yada.
1: Now, what, what he did was he sat Toby down and he said, right, we're doing a three-parter. Toby's like, oh, shit, we've never done one of those before. Moffat's like, guess what, buddy? You're going to be the guy to write the capper. Toby's like, oh, amazing. And Moffat says, even better yet, Chummy, you're going to get to be able to put Missy in it. And Toby's like, oh my goodness, I can have Missy do all sorts of things. And then Moffat in the rewrite stages, yeah, you know what? She can't leave the box. (laughs) Sorry if I failed to mention that. Bye.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right to call out some responsibility for the showrunner, who I'm sure is on set and involved in the crafting of the storyline. But I still feel like this this particular episode script stands out as... I'm not saying worse, I'm, I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying better, but I, I think it stands out as different to parts one and two. Like, significantly so. It also, I mean, it adds lots of elements to it that didn't need to have been added, and without which perhaps you would have had more time to explore some of the points set up in parts one and two.
1: Well, like, yeah. I mean, I just to cut in very quickly. Yeah, go for it. The first 10 minutes are a massive info dump. If you watch it again, people are constantly saying how they've got to where they are, where they're going next. Bill is even saying to her mum, hey, mum, guess what? It's me. Sorry, I know you're very busy on the phone line to all the other spirits. It's me, mum. I've got to tell you where we're going in the next scene and a half. Yeah.
2: But I don't Would mind that... I quite like the first 10 minutes. I feel like there's a lot of like drive and there's a lot of movement and there's like it feels quite exciting and I don't know where it's going and you've seen the doctor on the TV in this big scary white room saying things that you never thought you'd hear him say. And so if I was pulled along with that, I thought that was quite nicely paced
0: the first little bit. I would probably agree with you on that, actually. But then there are other elements in this episode that were never set up in parts one and two that you could have done without and the story would maybe not make more sense, but certainly not make as little nonsense as it does <laughs> now. For example, why is Doc working with the monks? He isn't. Well, he is, but we don't find out why. But we find out that he is. So why even include that? That takes time away from this. Why is he on a boat that, or on, on this hulk, on this ship? There's no reason for it, but he's there. And that takes like another 5-10 minutes of the plot just to get to it and to establish that he's there. Whereas in parts one and two, we've had lots of other characters set up. Like, why, why not just leave him still working with that lab scientist in, I can't remember if it's part one Erica! or part two. Now. Erica, yeah. We, like, what happened to Erica? She was established, is not in part three. We have this whole thing with, you <laughs> know, I don't know, some weird plant, chemical plant. I can't remember what that plant was doing or that lab was doing, but we have characters established. Rather than create new characters from scratch that take lots of time to establish, <laughs> why not just use what we've already crafted in this trilogy? And yeah, I mean, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like, there's this episode takes a wholly different direction than the direction that was set up in parts one and two. And for that reason, like, I, I wonder if that's because there's a completely different writer involved.
1: Yeah. Also, completely different director. I think this is Ooh. the only one of the three Wayne Yip directs. He directs okay. next week's one as well, and those are the two in this series.
2: Oh right, okay. I think it just didn't bother me as much because I didn't. I really didn't like the last episode, <laughs> so I was kind of happy to leave those <laughs> characters true, behind it? and just start from scratch. <laughs> if because it just felt. Last week's was really quite cheesy and it was all hanging on this like, oh the the smashed glass and the smashed glasses, oh no and I just really couldn't get on board <laughs> with it at all. And this this week felt a lot... I know it's, it is it is completely... You're right, it's completely separate. And if you see them as a trilogy, it just doesn't fit. But this one was just much cooler. It looked really classy. There was a little bit of mystery. Like, I just... Yeah, I got on board more with the setup from this one than I would have if they'd have just carried on from the last one. I think I would have been rolling my eyes going, why did this need to be a three-parter? Can't we be done with these characters already?
1: Okay. All uh, right, that's, fair. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, we would have got... um supporting cameo fatigue by now surely yeah i mean i was already sick of the un secretary general actually you know what i've just realized i don't think a monk says a single thing in this episode oh
0: yeah we get a little growl or something and that's it you're right
1: how weird is that they were driving the first two there was the big scene at the end of extremis there were all sorts of nice intriguing talky bits in the pyramid at the end of the world, and here they are just mute and booted off camera and indeed off planet. What that's a super when, good point. When they
2: ask for ID and then the monks swoop down, do they say anything then? No, they don't, know. I don't He's, he's say? really I, looking I up to... close. He's well, like face-to-face so away. With Bill. I'm so
0: annoyed that the monk doesn't look, it doesn't go, Bill, huge fan. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's>, <laughs> oh, love <laughs> you that we're here. Yeah.
1: Oh, look, like, the next down to
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a motivational poster of you on my wall. It's you hanging from a branch like that kitten, and underneath it just says consent. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a super duper good point. Very good observation. I hadn't thought about that. They don't say a single word. And I also think this is I only fodder for, for my previous argument, dude. I think that in the part 1 and part 2 incarnation of the monks they were so verbally inclined and so clever that i almost like i would imagine that they had a plan for the earth whereas here they don't they are just archetypal they're like they're silhouettes of fascists rather than actual fascists they're, they're fascists without any other charm <laughs>
1: yeah actually they they don't establish what the monks are deriving from are exactly. First of all... There are 12 of them. So those 12 are having to work their asses off. They never get a day's holiday. They didn't sign up for this. They thought that if Bill consented, then it would be easy street. But they're having to stand on every high-up position, every major thoroughfare. There's only 12 of them. They're constantly s- teleporting and sprinting between <laughs> A, B, C, D all over the world. Poor to do monks. what? Yeah. To do what? There aren't any mines that people are going in that we're told about. that They don't seem to be exploiting the earth for its uh, either intellectual or physical resources exactly I have no idea
0: and then there are lots of other things that are removed from the equation. Like, we're not allowed to wear our own clothes anymore. Everyone needs to wear a uniform at this point. Like, everyone's wearing the same clothes, right? And we're wandering yeah. around in some weird 1984-ish scenario where no emotions are allowed almost, except for the ones that are sanctioned by the states. But we do see a family. Like, there's a the woman whose eyes are open to the truth is separated from her family, and she calls out to her kids. She's like, oh, don't worry, uh, son, like, just you be a good boy or something
1: like that I was like wait so no 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 it's it's a lot more strident than that what you're describing is turn left where that actually happens but no
0: in the beginning of this episode yeah, in the yeah. very beginning of no, this no, episode
1: you, the, the same scene happens in turn left but in, oh, really? in that scene the Italian father if you remember is all of like of course oh don't worry just keep your heads down it'll be alright I'll be safe wherever I'm going I'm sure it'll be fine the nice.
0: chap who played the Pope
1: is that him that's him <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but here she's screaming, "You got to open your eyes. What's wrong with you people?" Oh, blah 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 blah.
0: But she also is leaving a house that she shares with her family. Yeah. So the monks allow that family to stay together, but they don't allow them to wear certain clothes. Are they allowed to go to a, an office? What if there's like a like What else is not allowed? Comic books are not allowed. Is music allowed? What does the kid do to entertain himself? <laughs> like, the, it, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand what happened on Earth, except for there being labor camps. But in a labor camp, people... I mean, they're sentenced to do labor. So what's the labor? What, what, what are they doing?
1: I mean, maybe in a way it's unimportant. And we would be saying, well, they wasted another minute there on establishing something completely hackneyed and rote that we could have filled in for ourselves. So maybe we should fill it in for ourselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when the, the monks just disappear, so what do they what are they missing? What are the monks missing now that they've gone? They're like, oh shit, we were hollowing out the earth. Oh nabbit, we were siphoning all that earth core, like the Daleks. Now we don't have that precious earth core anymore.
2: Just like yeah. adoration. They just maybe just feed off like they want... Likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I like thought they've... it was going to be... Oh, before I rewatched this, I thought it was going to be like the Futurama episode, Beast of a Billion Backs. Do you remember that one? Which one was that? That's the one where David Cross voices... It's one of the big four episode sort of movies they did, where he is a tentacle creature from another dimension that basically takes over absolutely everyone. And commands or just tricks them into falling in love with him. That's what he's after. I thought we were going to get something similar here. Nothing of the sort. None of that. Nothing of anything. Sorry, I just still have some lingering resentment from about 25 minutes ago. We talked about Bill's voiceover. Were you guys, I'm asking you honestly here, I'm not trying to pressure you or badge you or anything. I will just be flat out bewildered if you weren't infuriated like I was when Bill said to her mum, the last thing we want is for them to do a spot check on our identity papers and then the next words out of the next guy's mouth are, Pipers, a spot check.
2: It's okay, because the only reason that's okay is because it was just Nardole messing with them. Like, it wasn't a random spot check.
0: That's true, but it's almost as though Nardole and the doc know what she's saying to her mum. And they're like, we're we're really gonna fuck with Bill today. Yeah, let's really do it.
2: (laughs) Because Nardole's obviously put the idea in her head that, like, the worst thing that could happen now is a
0: spot check.
2: And then that's so that's oh, what it's speaking about. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I take it in, take it back entirely. Well, Sherlock, well done.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> NLP. Okay, that's something. But while while you guys are like the monk should be. Oh, Bill yeah you're you're my hero you're everyone's hero i can't believe this could you sign would you mind signing
0: signing my monk boob (laughs) yeah i always i never go anywhere without a magic marker in case i stumble upon you bill here here sign my bill t-shirt is what i what i should have said no wait sign my motivational
1: poster (laughs) all of that and more (laughs) bill can't wait for him to leave there's only 10 minutes of episode left we're gonna have to really rush but the monk there are 12 monks there's no way this monk cannot think okay so you consented but we know you did it under duress because the next thing you said was doc you'd better have a plan to save my planet you're standing next to the doc's other associate on a boat on the way to meet the doctor whom we don't fully trust okay i'm gonna go back to the pyramid all checks out
0: Um, (laughs) did you guys check their papers you didn't no that's fine don't worry about it it's fine
2: That's so the other agree. thing that doesn't check out because they do make a point to say like it has to be ge- like consent given without duress, blah 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 blah. And it just doesn't. And that's a flaw like that's come over from the previous episode, I guess. But all of the yeah, criteria they say this that one, they, uh, they say again in this episode, yeah, it doesn't fit. What Bill yeah, they, they say said. with no
0: ulterior motive.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And she absolutely had an
0: ulterior motive. That's the only. Yeah. It Wasn't ulterior. It yeah. was just
2: her only motive. <laughs> yeah, which she then <laughs> yes, freely vocalized. Exactly. Well
0: done. Yes. In yeah. front of monks. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm signing this, but only because. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe no one else is
2: honest enough to tell them what the ulterior motive is.
1: Yeah. Very uh, possibly. <laughs> how refreshing. You know, if we were to lose the planet to you, we can't stay mad at you. <laughs>
0: This contract that was uh, signed, verbally agreed to, it said in this episode that it is then passed down through the generations because they are going to be in charge for thousands of years. What if what if there isn't another generation? Like, Maybe Bill won't have kids. What do the monks do then?
2: Yeah, they said they will just call it a, a failed experiment and move on to the next place. Like That does happen.
0: Yeah,
1: easy come, easy go.
0: That's yeah. such <laughs> a waste of a time. time! That's such an incredible... W- they've spent so long <laughs> creating this massive simulation that, like, it, that by the way, perfectly mimics uh, what humans look like. I, I hate to be this. Dude. I, I know that we talked about this the last time as well, but at some point i would love for one of you to explain to me why they look like dead bodies again because i've forgotten i don't understand it but they spent all this time all this effort they've gone there they spent six months creating labor camps and enslaving mankind to do like probably nothing except maybe destroy comic books and now they're just gonna <laughs> fuck off and do the same thing somewhere else like every the, two thousand years they making, show up somewhere
2: the labor camps are making the monk statues maybe so the more oh, oh that's, that's true. a thing Yeah, Yeah, the more monk statues you have, the more obedient the populace is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Question. Did we get to see the monk symbol in Parts 1 or 2? Or is this the first time that we get to see it? I mean, it looks like a, an alien swastika is is basically the point that I was going to get to.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I don't... I
0: don't remember if we get to see that in Parts 1 or 2.
1: It's certainly not as prominent if it is anywhere. Mm. Yeah, true. To go back a minute, because mm-hmm. we didn't answer your question. Um, well, we sort of did, but Missy says, yeah, if they don't retain their grip on the planet for the reasons Leon said, they just chalk it up to experience. So yes, your, your reaction is of incredulity that they would just let the planet go like that and move on to the next one where they then have to undertake another arduous 5,000 year simulation entirely warranted. But that they just don't put it together. It's the most obvious thing, but they can't put it together because if they did, then they would need to hold on to Bill. They would treat Bill as sacrosanct. They wouldn't permit her any freedom and there wouldn't be any way for her to go anywhere in this episode. So they have to overlook that, but it makes no sense that they do. Absolute zero. Agreed. Nobody is that sloppy. And these guys have been painted as the most meticulous alien race we have ever encountered to date. So do you think that yeah, they except in their like,
0: appearance or number.
1: Should they have made Sorry. her like their
2: queen and like kept her safe and given her suitors and made sure that there was an heir sort of thing?
1: Well <laughs> Maybe they should have just cloned the shit out of her.
0: Yes, thank you. Or wait, hang on. If the memory of a departed family member is just a subroutine, then even Bill is just a bunch of codes to them, in which case Just digitize her. Or just have this one dude who's sitting there like the slightly different looking monk with the headgear. Just have that dude there. Which, by the way, do you remember when we talked about the rings of a carton? And there was a dude in a box who occasionally would be like an alarm clock for the sun to show up and destroy everything. And I had a suggestion for that. How to solve that problem. I feel like the same suggestion applies here kill that dude Mm. like he's right there doc is doc is able to
1: hold his head just fucking twist it like just twist it off Or if the doctor's too squeamish we've seen that bill knows how to handle a weapon
2: true if it's it's between killing him or killing herself wouldn't you at least try to kill him first Yeah. like she's going in there i would say so
0: worst case scenario you then take his like metal crown and put it on your own head done sorry i just talked over you there marie
2: but was this was this what Missy was getting at because she was like you you'll have to sacrifice yourself, but you'll have to basically become brain dead so that you can still transmit it, but transmit nothing like transmit life before the monks basically or was that this dude this, is, brain is this dead the scenario then? she was envisioning?
0: I guess so like Bill would have turned into that dude that dude presumably was the level of um, sacrificed for that role. Because Doc n- n- taps him on the shoulder or whatever and goes like, no, no, he's out.
2: Yeah, okay. So yeah, so Bill should have just replaced him, basically. Yeah, exactly. Kick um, him so off the throne, ha- yeah.
0: put on the hat, Gone.
2: Just does feel like, why would she... She saw like the doc, she, the doctor tried it put my hands on this guy's head i'm gonna he's obviously like really intelligent guy who has like thousands of years worth of brain power and is an alien and it, you know is more powerful than her in most ways that we know about and he couldn't yeah. he wasn't strong enough to kill the like to stop the guy why does she think that she would be able to
1: I mean it doesn't make any sense to me that 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 bill has the one purest subroutine of all. I mean the doctor has river. Um the the doctor even has Missy. I mean his friendship with her has been described previously as far beyond the capacity of humans to comprehend in terms of complexity and depth and all of that. So, no, he should have leagues of spare capacity to just blitz the monk with whoever he happens to call to mind. <laughs>
2: No, but maybe. Can we Missy? By the way, I think he wasn't calling anyone to mind, so he didn't know the right thing to do. Whereas, like, she like went to her like happy place in her head that where her mother. Yeah, was. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, so I, d- I don't think he would. He would have had to stumble across that accidentally. So that's not the issue. But it's just like Doc tried and failed, and Bill didn't realize that the like the guy in the chair would be stronger than her as well. Because I, I really thought she would try something different. Like she would take the helmet off and go and sit in the chair herself and just do something different but know that she would Isn't it weird herself?
0: to like just h- grab the guy's head in the first place? Yeah. I mean, th- there's someone who's manipulating a computer like sitting by a computer. The computer is the way that we picture them today. Do you A go up to that person and hold their hair? Or do you, D, go up there, push them as like, uh, roll their little swivel chair aside and touch the keyboard? (laughs) One of those options seems more likely and more relevant. Mm. She did not choose I mean,
1: with Capaldi, you could perhaps give a Time Lord sort of mind meld, but Bill is just...
2: (laughs) I think that that was a flaw. Yeah, that should have been handled differently. However, I would like to... circle back to this entire scene but put a positive spin on it because I fucking love Mm -hmm. this scene. um oh. and, Yeah, I really, really, really loved like Bill just taking control, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna." She basically ties up the doctor and was like, "Right, I'm gonna go and do this. I know it's gonna kill me, and I know you're gonna try and stop me. So I'm not giving you a choice. I'm gonna make my own decision, and I'm gonna go and save the world." And like the amount of like strength and like agency that she has in that scene. Oh my god, I was like jumping out of my chair. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I agree. But what I really wanted to see there was like Doc. I'm I'm really sorry i've i've tied you up because i know that you're going to try to sacrifice yourself if if i don't so Here I go. And then she, like, pulls out a knitting needle from her pocket and just, like, rams it into the monk's ear. Done. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Problem solved. Oh, you know what? Like, just pull the plug. This this is the technological hub. This is the device, the electrical device that is sending out these signals. Switch it off. Somewhere there, there is a plug. And Nardol just has to stumble upon the cable that pulls it out of the wall. And then everything is shut down.
2: Yeah. Because it it just didn't seem like she was involved in that scenario at all. Like this idea that if when Bill dies, it will all break down. There was nothing about that room. It's not Bill's memories. They're just It's history. I don't understand how she was supposed to be connected to
1: it. it, is, it yeah, is, that's such a good point. It is yeah. quite a mindfuck, Um. L- well, perhaps literally for Bill. That if the monk defeats her, then she becomes a husk and that's what they wanted because then the link is broken.
0: But that's so weird. Like, I mean, all she did was sign the Ts and Cs. She—it's not like Bill knows all of human history, and they're using her version, her recollection of it, to implant themselves in that recollection. But when she holds the monk's head, she replaces human history with her own recollections and images of her mum.
2: Yeah, literally, everybody just gets a picture of her mum, and that's yeah, everybody thinks to, like, that she's their mum of-
1: now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I think there are also pictures of just Bill in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I saw a picture of Bill in front of the TARDIS and one of my thoughts was like, Oh, wait, hang on, does everyone know about the doctor now? Like I mean clearly every everyone knows practically nothing at the end. As in nothing new. But It seems odd that her mind is not relevant to the monk's usage of this machine, but when she interferes with it, her mind is what replaces everything in it. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Now we don't know about Churchill anymore, but we do remember her (laughs) mum.
1: Yeah, they replace all the statues of the monks with ones of Bill's mum, and she is the new goddess cult for the entire Earth.
0: Bill's mum is on the Mona Lisa. Bill's (laughs) mum is credited with the theory of relativity. <laughs> do you remember when an apple fell down on Bill's mum's head and she discovered she realized what gravity was?
1: Yeah, do you oh, remember the and of-
0: Bill's mum? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I was going to say, "Do you remember when Bill's mum crawled out of the ocean and kick-started evolution?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Hang on, can we talk
0: Missy? You mentioned Missy there, but we haven't actually really talked about her at all so far this evening. From my point of view, this is is kind of a waste of Missy. It's definitely a waste of a a Missy reveal. Well, it wasn't a re- reveal, because we already knew who was in there. Well, we knew who was in there, and perhaps yeah. everyone in front of the screen knew who was in there, but we hadn't seen her there. We had It had been alluded to, but we hadn't been shown Missy.
2: What did you think yeah. to the vault, like the interior? Well, why is there a glass box in the middle of it? I don't Because she's trapped in there. Like, when Doc goes right up to it, it it's like... Shines
1: blue like she's being trapped in that little cage. Yeah, and then he just steps through it because it's more a force field than a glass box. Yeah.
0: But then at the end of the episode, they're just sitting next to it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I have a whole spiel about this. Oh, let's hear it. Spiel away, dude. Well, last week on Next Time, we had Missy, <laughs> right? Yeah and it made it look like her and Bill were going to take down the monks and it made me think back to the Magician's Apprentice and which is familiar where she teamed up with Clara and they similarly yeah. assaulted the enemy stronghold and I was like oh well I like that they don't do it here I don't think they needed to do it again but yeah what they what we get here is nothing they should have saved Missy for a later episode in this series this is a poor fit in general we talked about how in Extremis her the broken up scene that establishes why she's in the vault didn't work so piecemeal and it didn't mesh with the episodes. So don't put it there and ruin it, save it for a serial where it's going to work better because we we don't get the payoff here. She has just been reduced to a consultancy role, which (laughs) maddens me. And because of that, we have this episode um, ruined and a a pretty good episode um, diminished. Yeah,
0: completely agree. I have an alternative Retro rewrite As well Which could turn this Three-parter into a Four-parter in fact Nardole doesn't know Where Doc is But he has found Bill He goes to her He goes Listen I want to find Doc But I don't know how I know someone Who might be able to Though But it's a Serious gamble Because she's a Total psycho Hose beast
1: Mm. And then
0: they go And they pull out Missy And we have a Missy episode Where Missy is Basically the Doc And Dan Culman in Missy helping them find Doc and together in part 4 they basically take over from after the completely redundant fake regeneration scene and that's part 4 except there is no Hulk because why? (laughs) And then that's basically it. So then Missy has a more prominent role. There's a sharper contrast between oh she's been locked up and almost forgotten about and kind of helps redeem herself in a way because she fights an even bigger bad Rather than this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would oh. be
0: all over that. That sounds amazing. Please, yeah. Moff, call me. Yeah.
1: Make I, that happen. I was I was really torn, because I, I do agree with what you said a few minutes ago, Marie, about Bill's scene is so powerful at the end when she takes on the sacrificial role, and Pearl Mackie does a fantastic job, but as she was plugging herself in to the monk, which we've established is entirely ridiculous and impossible, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if there were an evil Time Lord who loved mindfuckery who could be doing this in <gasps> her place? Yes!
0: Yes. And then we have a fun little, almost like a Loki moment where like, yes, she sets everything straight, but maybe mankind has slightly different memories of something. Maybe at the end they're going, I don't know, through the Louvre or something, and there's the bust of Nefertiti, but it looks like Missy. Or like or anything, you know, something is just slightly different, and Missy's just added a little bit of herself to history.
1: Yeah, or, or she could perhaps struggle a bit more with going from I pushed a wee girl into a volcano to 10 minutes later I keep remembering that wee girl I pushed into that volcano I can't <laughs> stop crying about the wee girl oh and- it's terrible <laughs> Because she could, she could absolutely be fucking with history and there could be huge global ructions going on outside. Not on this budget, I know. But still, re- do it via reportage in some way. And the Doctor has to win her over and they get to go head-to-head rather than what we get.
0: Boom. Yes, exactly. That's a way better episode. Marie is nodding. I'm nodding furiously. I would love to see that episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man. Yeah, that's a much better, right? I don't know. I just really, really liked Bill in this episode.
0: Like I really, really Bill enjoyed all of
2: the scenes she was in. And so I wanted not to hate it, but there are yeah, it is really bullshit when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I completely agree with you. Bill is incredible in this. Bill has well, earned the most of...
1: What's her name? Pearl Mackey. Komaki. Pearl Mackie. Pearl thank you. Yeah, Pearl Mackey is phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, Pearl Mackie has earned most of the points this episode gets in my rating. Yeah.
2: But I remember last week, you guys both saying how great Pearl Mackie was, and I was like, I was so distracted by the terribleness of the episode, I didn't even notice. <laughs> but this week, I really did notice. But I was almost in contrast to the Doctor. I didn't, I really didn't like um, Capaldi in this episode, and so it made me
1: it Please, made, Marie, made me please pattern. do elaborate. Yes. Just
2: the, like, a few of them I've mentioned and it was the like oh oh look your mom's gone viral and the <laughs> um, the, the reference to fake news and the, like I don't know, it was just it was so full of really really corny lines that he just I just don't think he pulled off. Which maybe is not his fault. Maybe they were just too bad to start with. Did you buy him as evil in the beginning? Yeah, I or think not I evil? did. Actually. You know, like a collaborator. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I did. I think I was like really. It was very surprising, and then but it all happened so quickly that you get this crescendo, and then Bill is shooting him, and it was all a bit. But he looks. When he like puts his like face down and like laughs at the camera, he does look super, super menacing. Like I can I can believe him as like a twisted evil genius. The other thing I really, really didn't get on board with was the like end scene when he's saying to bill you already referenced this true there's seven million people on the planet but you're the one that's like worth sticking around for and it just to me it felt really really flat because like i could hear him saying that to clara and believing it and being really moved by it and like you know thinking this is amazing and to say it to bill it didn't feel like they have that relationship just yeah, it felt like he see he doesn't see her as like an equal or he sees her as a student and maybe she proved herself in this episode, maybe he should start treating her differently from now on, but it I d- I don't know, it just felt like such a corny, corny line. Yeah, like, waiting six
0: months for her as well is just such a waste from his point of view. I agree with you, because it's unbelievable that they should have formed this bond. So why wait six months for this until like before you even make your first move? Yeah. Because <laughs> all then- he wanted to do was go and ask missy what to do so i mean he yeah. didn't have to this wait is... six months for bill to be by his side while he did until he did that
2: but this is the thing that the whole plan is oh, i just go and get missy out of the vault it's like why did why did that take so long and and the fact that he says to bill the safest place for you is by my side well she hasn't hmm. been by your side for six months What's
1: it not, it <laughs> yeah. also how many companions have died Right at the doctor's side.
0: Ooh. Yeah, true. Yes, true. Ouch. Ouch, Drew. That is a major
1: <laughs> blind spot.
0: <laughs> she was just, just, just behind you him.
1: Yeah.
2: No, it's, yeah, it's I just. Oh. I felt like they were just trying to force a relationship quicker than
1: well i I don't think marie that he is saying you are clara 2.0 i think to bill he's saying something slightly different clara had proven herself she'd been the impossible girl she'd been up and down the doctor's timeline she'd done all this stuff so the doctor can be like wow clara i know all the things you've done with bill it's more it's more a potential angle like i am teaching you and i'm taking the time to teach you because i have some sense of just how Far you can go, and that's way further than any of the other bozos in this university. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. I get that that's what it's trying to say, but I just, I just, maybe I just didn't like the delivery. I don't
1: know. It just felt really corny to me. No, no, I can't disagree. There's another thing which Mm -hmm. Marie was saying, it was, or maybe I was thinking it as Marie was saying it. It was just starting to get good when Bill picked up the gun. And then Mm. she ruined what was developing into a really nice scene, which was a counterpart to the ones last week that made you think, where the doctor was challenging what you think of as the doctor's orthodoxy and providing a different angle something that's more suggestive at all all points in this trilogy certainly the last two weeks just as it starts to get really good and suggestive it takes a right turn or it takes an it it does an about face and you go back to doctor who by numbers and i wrote a whole paragraph about this about how a, a poem is at its best when it it brings you along with it, with, with suggestion, I've been trying to articulate this for a few episodes now. You hear something intriguing, the synapses fire... And you think, oh, I want to hear these arguments because I have an open mind. I can weigh this up. Maybe I'll learn something. And the audience is is unsettled by that. And you can have a cognitive and behavioral impact if you pursue that. But just when the episode is about to go there, it defaults to the cartoonish extreme of, you know what, we really don't want you to think that the monks are worth following. We're going to present the most, the most totalitarian by-numbers regime that's absolutely possible. We're going to bludgeon you over the head with it and you can carry on in your stable status quo and get nothing out of this episode because it's all been done previously. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was the shortened version. I edited that down. (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree or am am I way off base?
0: Wholeheartedly agree.
1: There's my friend who agrees with me (laughs) with no ulterior motive, I might add. (laughs) and marie isn't vocally disagreeing with me she she knows better than bill <laughs> i don't mean to bring the episode to a grinding halt and just shit on it it was just every time i thought this could be like a classic episode that gets remembered decades from now because it took a risk it it said something daring that stuck with people and it it just never no it
0: took the very it. safe option at the end uh, or not even at the end <laughs> sort of halfway through and it did also seem like parts, uh, I th- I feel like I might be conflating parts one and two now. I, I'm not entirely sure which one's which, but certainly w- the the parts of the story preceding this one they were bigger risk takers. There seemed like there was slightly more at stake, even morally speaking, there was slightly more at stake. Certainly, when unelected world leaders are going, well, hang on, maybe we should opt for fascism. You know, that's a huge moral leap <laughs> on behalf of the your audience. If, if you're expecting your audience to buy into
1: that, yeah, no, and and what it what it ends up doing is preaching to the anti choir because we have talked <laughs> with an e or an i, <laughs> no, i with an i, okay. <laughs> we have talked about how the fake news thing is now sadly more socially relevant than ever and there are vast swathes of people who are susceptible to lies and brainwashing and at the very least not being able to see beyond their media bubble so you know help us with that what we need is a serial that will explain leon why people are psychically vulnerable to this sort of manipulation
0: this is uh, touching upon what i maybe wrong as a little intro to my, my, my rating section for this, but I'll just say that right now. I mean, I think maybe we need to admit to a certain bias here as well, because strange reading, spoiler alert, podcast lands, the, the Who Back When branded audio adventure that's coming out sooner or later. We're, we're, we're still missing a whole bunch of recordings. We'll, when we've got them, it'll come out. But that also deals with the subject of fake news, and quite differently so, I think. Oh, obviously, it's still something like a professional thing, and it's more comedic or anything, whatever. But it's Still, it deals with fake news, so I think we're maybe slightly biased in our approach to judging this one. It could be. I know that I am. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? I'll say it. Strange Readings does a better job of tackling fake news. There, I said it. Hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end, where the Doctor's like, you humans, you're so forgetful, and Bill's like, that's part of our charm. It's like, no, there is a very real problem here. And to make yeah. light of it looks increasingly blasé.
0: Yes, exactly. The, the, when you say that there's like a 24 or 48-hour news cycle, that's not a good thing. Like, like people should not forget what happened yesterday or two days ago. You're absolutely right. That's being passed off at the end of this episode or at the end of this three-parter as, no, oh, fake news, isn't it? that cute. Like, yeah, no
1: it's the downfall of our civilization <laughs> or in the process of becoming it definitely exactly yes
0: okay. oh you got fascists in charge of in this case the entire world through fake news they call it the fake what, what do they call it the fake news room the fake news central yes. i mean they, they name check the concept but then at the end it's like oh <laughs> it's fine news cycle over
1: anyway i'm going to draw that to a close because i feel like we need to say something positive or we're going to lose marie <laughs>
0: This isn't a positive as, su- as such. <laughs> when Doc, and, and this is kind of riffing off something that you said earlier, Marie, that when Doc looks down the barrel of the camera, he looks so sinister. He looks so, like, there's something really menacing, I think is the word that you used, about, about him. And he's so good at it. When he's on the, the ship, the Hulk, and it's ramming into the dock, he has like a cartoonish laugh. <laughs> Like an evil, mad genius's laugh. He seems. <laughs> That's a, a soundbite. It's so evil, and it, like he he shows complete disregard to the like I'm sure countless dock workers who were killed during that, by the way, and not to mention like the environmental disaster and like everything else.
1: How do you guys feel about that? I really I feel like that. Sandra Bullock would be very angry.
0: Oh, I also had Speed Two Cruise Control <laughs> vibes there. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, Marie, you were going to say something. There. Sorry, sorry.
2: I, I did not get that reference. I think I've only seen the first speed. Um...
0: Oh, good for you. Avoid the second one. <laughs>
2: yeah no I'd, yeah again i agree it's just over the top cartoonish not necessarily like if that had to be missy driving the boat into the harbor put them yes. perfect yeah but what yes like, what the heck is doc doing and yeah, it's he, just, just he's another... summoning
1: all the monks to his location instantly right <laughs> yeah isn't there a monk on that ship by the way no he, he takes know. off again but but Wait, so definitely... the monk just arrives
0: and just to look at three people who showed up on the ship and then flies away again. Yes, is that, that what the that monk does? That is says?
1: exactly what happens.
0: That's dumb. But yeah, Sorry, I, just, you I just
2: didn't. I just didn't like the doc in this episode at all, and that's just another example to me of like him acting out of character or just bumbling his yeah. lines. Or I just think Party was having an off day. I'm not convinced today. No,
1: I, I think they were asking him there to cover up actually a pretty cheap episode because mm. this this prison hulk of countless thousands of tons is mashing its way through a harbour, and you can barely hear like a crunch of wood, maybe underneath his uproarious laugh, and even the sound effect is cheap. And I found myself thinking, hmm, I didn't even want to attempt. To visualize this, because they don't have the money this week, and they're mostly creeping around corridors, and and a lot of a lot of it is filler, weirdly. But it's
2: so like, unnecessary. Why do you need to have him if you don't have the budget to have him smashing into a harbour? Then just don't do it. It doesn't add anything to the plot. Yeah,
0: have him just dock. Yes, <laughs> the dock. <laughs> just have that
1: happen. Just have the dock dock in the dock, and we're fine. <laughs>
0: Exactly, or uh, have them climb down the side of the ship into a dinghy. Done. Like you, you, oh, <laughs> like, you know what? During this episode so far, I've added zero point four to my rating. I, I'd already written a rating before we press record. I've added zero point four because of you, not thanks to, because of you two and your optimism. But now. This conversation about about speed too basically is I, I'm I'm taking 0.1 off that. There you go.
1: It's also I need to step back for a second and say it's a very rare episode where we can go Capaldi couldn't save this.
0: Mm. That's true. Oof. That's the thing.
2: Normally Oof. it's a That's given true. that like Capaldi's great. So we and we normally get to the end and we're like, oh, we didn't talk about Capaldi. Because he was just Capaldi, and he's brilliant. But yeah, magnificent
1: and marvelous. Magnificent,
2: absolutely. <laughs> um, love is caught in this. <laughs> but yeah, something either was wrong with the writing, or the direction, or both, or because I didn't, I didn't connect with him at all this week. I really, he really pissed me off, actually. Um, so I, I don't blame him because normally I love him. So. Yeah. Something else went
1: wrong. I, I will say I will counter that with I did like him while the scene was interesting when he was saying about human society is stagnating. You know, he he had me going for a second mm. there. I I wasn't convinced by the video at the beginning. Um, because I was like, well, no, how could the monks have actually brainwashed the doctor? That's impossible. But as he marshaled more and more arguments for it and delivered them so convincingly, I began to think, oh well, maybe they will try to explain it. So he wasn't all bad.
2: No, I agree. I really enjoyed that scene. That was really good. I just think, it would it have been... Could you ever conceive an episode where that was the truth? Where he did... Think that we were better off with these aliens that are, you know, they're not out to kill us. They're just, they just want to put themselves in the history books, but they're not doing anything that bad. That would yeah, be and
1: they're not as bad as the Cybermen or the Daleks, really. I mean, you, you got off lightly.
2: Like, well, they say, they say like they helped, they saved us from the Cybermen and the Daleks as well. So they're oh, taking yeah. on the like protector role
0: that he normally has. Maybe he well, just that's, had enough. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Now that's retconning. That's that's part of the lies. But he,
0: yeah. But that's, isn't that a ridiculous lie? I, uh, I, I'm i a million and seven percent with you here, Marie. That's that's a ridiculous lie to then propagate because mankind doesn't know about uh, weeping angels or Daleks or Cybermen. They've forgotten about them. So why even create a scenario where the monks have saved mankind from these creatures?
1: Yeah, and they're going to have to do it all again because what a shame that the everyone on the planet seeing the image of an angel on this video means that everyone will be Back in time, any moment.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, so good. Whoops. Uh, so, a uh, quick observation, uh, and <laughs> this may be just be a one liner, but no TARDIS. Like, no TARDIS whatsoever. Nothing in the intro, nothing in the outro, and certainly nothing mid-episode.
1: That is true.
0: This happens very rarely.
1: I wish I could be happier about it, but what it makes me think of is the Doc and Bill just huddling under that arch, which is the reason why they don't go to the TARDIS, because they got this fantastic arch, which the monk being upstairs will never find them under. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Do they So they don't use the TARDIS to get, to get back
2: to the University, because the last time we saw Nardole, he was in the Tardis, like passed out on the floor.
0: Wait, yes, you're right, and yeah. he knows how to maneuver it, That's so he, he should have the anti
1: scrambler. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like he Sorry, should Mary, turn Mary, up I keep in the talking Tardis. Over you. Oh, again, yeah, again, Drew. Oh fuck! <laughs> I was trying to apologise for the very thing I'm doing. Go ahead. Um, Nardole
2: should turn up at Bill's house in the Tardis, and you should hear the like. <laughs> like noise and then you'd be like doctor's back and then nardole would jump out and that would be oh my goodness yes knocks on the door that's
0: when he goes there's only one person who can fix this
2: yes and then they go and then they get to the vault and the missy comes in yeah exactly
0: and the vault is allowed to be there by the way but universities clearly can't be open anymore because then people would learn about stuff that doesn't involve monks
2: they just do monk studies.
1: Oh, yeah. monk studies. About, you've Learned got to about give them a the year monks... to write a full curriculum. <laughs> 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 yeah, they got to learn all about monkish habits and uh, Wait, cows a pun? and so on.
0: Wait, was it a pun? Of course it wasn't. <laughs> Take me for how <laughs> to. Anyway, that was my observation.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fairly rare. Trivia nerds, rejoice. Shall we uh, jump into our rating section of this episode? Let's. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey la 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 la. Ratings. Leon is first. He told us <laughs> so. He's promised, and his this isn't an elaborate lie, right, Leon? <laughs> I've had enough of those for one episode. That's
0: right. Yeah. Okay. And I'll just start by saying that this is a harmless and. Pleasant disappointment, isn't it? All the constituent parts are there, and they're doing well, but they're arranged in the wrong order, suboptimally proportioned, and consequently this three-parter just doesn't stick the landing. As such, this is more Vampires of Venice than The God Complex or Under the Lake, and I maintain that perhaps there being a completely different writer at play here does factor into it. A bit about the cast. Bill, uh, great. Nardole, great. Doc, also great, but Capaldi more so. We we had that conversation. Doc isn't quite Doctor-like. But otherwise, in general, the actors are all fabulous, as always. Uh, the story, however, is just a bit too dumb for my liking. I bet you I can respond to almost any Aspect of this story with, okay, why? And that is not a good sign. So here, let me have a go. Doc was seemingly uh, on the monk's payroll. Okay, why? uh Doc waited six months to summon Bill. Okay, why? Wait, come to think of it, Doc summoned Bill. Okay, why? I have no idea. The monks took over the earth. Okay, why? See, you can do this for absolutely everything. I don't know. Nobody knows. And that's the problem. I'm back to the rating that I gave it in the very, very beginning, by the way. I'm giving this a 2.0.
1: All right, cool. I share half of that rating. You sounded
2: pleasantly surprised by that, Drew. I've got the feeling that the half that you share might be a zero, and you might be going a whole decimal lower somehow.
0: Oh, my. oh Marie. Wait, what, like a 1.0 here? Is that Marie, what you're suggesting? You are
1: a freaking genius. Let's do it, shall we? Oh, here we go. Okay, <laughs> after last week's episode, with the caveat that I remembered not really enjoying this first time, time round... I wondered, is Bill's decision to let the monks take over in some way going to be developed as reflecting the temptation to rely on religion and belief in an afterlife when faced with the death of a loved one, to cling to the hope that you'll meet them again, to dodge the brutal possibility that their existence is forever terminated? Because they could have gone in that direction, and that would have been a really interesting area. That would maybe be why people turn to the monks. But no, it's just entirely blind. Black and white, the most obvious, just undeveloped, mute blooming, rote recitation of what you would expect with the laziest writing possible. And it drives me mad. It's throughout this episode, Nardole can't even be bothered to finish his own name. That big cliffhanger... (laughs) That big cliffhanger, he just survived it with a little bed rest. Already I'm feeling a bit cheated. The monks have a device. Big whoop, Nardole has a device-y, a device. Brilliant. Doesn't even have a name. Nardole and Bill creep off through the ship after that monk didn't call them up on being there. Just because that's what characters do. There's no cleverness to how they sneak away. They just do. Ugh. And why I was so annoyed by the Doctor's deceit wasn't solely the element of trickery, although what a room full of wankers, by the way, but because <laughs> that scene seemed like it was just about to get clever or to require a sophisticated explanation to deconstruct it. But the only way Toby Whitehouse sought to defuse the situation was to be as obvious and simple as possible. It was all a lie, big deal. I don't care about your flashy staging or you calling up the kitchen like an idiot so screw all the mischievous violins and flutes and clarinets playing as if to say oh isn't this jolly fun aren't we clever no you're not uh, the monks should have been able to predict the doctor's plan and bolster their monk manpower accordingly get a 13th monk why are there 12 monks oh maybe it's an apostles thing whatever sorry for going matt smith though there's a hideous inevitability to the logic that the only way to take these monks down is to go one-on-one with them and the only superior power Bill will have at her disposal is her most heartfelt connection, and that's to her dead mummy. Toby Whithouse has previously been known for his verbose villains, ready to go toe-to-toe with the Doctor. Here, they don't have a single line of dialogue. And so, add up all the bad writing decisions, absent devices, nonsense justifications, and empty flourishes, and... I've arrived, as Marie has predicted, at a 1.0. That consists of 0.1 for Capaldi's Wicked Grin, 0.1 for Nardi, and the rest mostly goes to Pearl Mackey's acting. Every time she has to heft the third act on her shoulders, she makes it look easy but contrast that with poor Michelle Gomez. Here she is neutered by this episode's grim info dumping requirements. American and French accents have become the height of her unpredictable insanity. The shot of her eyes in the sky as we pan down to oh, whatever the next scene is, I didn't even. I couldn't even process it because I was clawing my own eyes out. I was just starting to enjoy it when she was calling the Doctor's conception of good vain and sentimental, and then there are her fucking eyes in the sky. I mean, oh, the scene at the end makes up for it to a small extent, but a very small extent. There you go. 1.0. Marie, brother.
0: Yes, well done, Marie. Uh, Marie, could you it just, if you happen to know which lottery numbers I should play tonight or, or tomorrow, just uh, could you maybe ping me a, a message on WhatsApp? I'd really appreciate it. I'll,
2: I'll drop you a line. Yeah,
0: OK. Thanks.
1: We'll be millionaires <laughs> this time next week. <laughs> fantastic i got so angry towards the end of that review i nearly pulled a muscle <laughs> <laughs> like, i was beginning to cramp Oof,
2: Drew, i don't i don't know how to follow that Drew. <laughs> i was gonna try and say that i think i enjoyed it but definitely more than you both did clearly um <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it more than the last episode. I thought the... wow. I don't know what percentage. You gave a zero <laughs> point something to the atmosphere and the drama and blah, blah blah I enjoyed that. I thought it was really cool. I thought it looked really cool. And I didn't mind that <laughs> it didn't really follow on from the previous episode because I didn't enjoy the previous episode. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. So, okay, yeah, if you're rating it as a trilogy, then it's bullshit because Because it's not the same beast at all. All the rules change. And that should really anger me. But it doesn't. (laughs) Definitely not as much as it angers Drew anyway. And I just really bloody loved Pearl Mackie. I thought she was phenomenal. I could watch her all day. I really, really loved every scene she was in, basically. Coming off the back of Drew's angry rampage makes me want to give this a higher review than i would have done because i don't think i don't think it deserves that much i think it was a really good like it was really good to look at i f- maybe the pacing was off in certain points but definitely not the worst we've seen somebody brought up the vampires of venice which was really unfair it's definitely definitely not that bad <laughs> So yeah, Mike, my favorite, I said this before, my favorite part of the whole thing was absolutely Bill. I thought she was phenomenal. I could watch her all day. Yes, Missy was underused. The doctor wasn't his normal, like, I I don't really know what was going on with the doctor, but he annoyed me a few times which he doesn't normally do so I do have to take points off for that but yeah I just like you know we mentioned in the intro that there were vibes of like Martha like walking the land and telling her stories and that and I really liked that so it was nice to have a little call back to that I didn't hate it but it wasn't the best but I definitely enjoyed it more than last week so I have to give it slightly higher than last week I think I gave last week a 2.7, so I'll just go with a nice solid (gasps) 2.8.
0: Wow. Excellent. Uh, For a second there, I thought that that we might have 1.0, (laughs) 2.0, (laughs) 3.0. No, fair.
1: Awesome. Yeah, a very nice range. Shall we see what Podcastland has to say on this controversial, contentious matter?
0: (laughs) Oh, please, let's.
1: Listener Minis. Now let's hear from Podcastland. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. Okay, so our first Listener Mini is from Kieran Evans. What up, Kieran? Hi, Kieran. Hi, folks, says Kieran. Kieran begins. A strong dose of we have always been at war with Eurasia. (laughs) Hey, nice. Psychic control and a secret police reminds me of Series 3 and the Saxon The Master plot. Any other eps? It feels a familiar plot from general fiction. Certainly the fake memories with Torchwood and Star Trek having done that a few times. Hmm. Continues Kieran.
2: The Doctor Regeneration fake out twist happened too early in the episode. It happened 18 minutes into it when it should have happened 5 to 10 minutes later. It just left the rest of the story a bit light on content or a bit more drawn out than it needed to be. That was something I felt at the time and still did on rewatch for this review interesting
0: Kieran continues, That said, I like Bill talking to her mum. I realise that Chibnall nicked that for the next series. Nice setup for the end of the episode. Asking the Missy for help feels like the reverse of all those Pertwee stories where the Master realises he needs the Doctor's help as he's miscalculated, though is similar to Logopolis, I suppose.
1: Kieran's final paragraph is thinking back to my question in the previous mini. I suppose it was a trap for the Doctor and Bill. The monks need someone pure of heart and sincere. And Bill fits the... (laughs) Bill. Sorry. (laughs) Nice. She's the linchpin. The Doctor can't really take any action against her. The ending isn't particularly novel. We've had love saves the day before, so that counts against it for me.
2: Hmm. And Kieran thinks this is a little bit of a letdown on the previous couple and gives it a 3.3 out of 5.
1: Wow, that's more than I expected. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Nice one, Kieran. And not just because I'm a negative bastard. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but also, <laughs> so there you are. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't deny it plays a role. <laughs> yeah, and we've already mentioned Turn Left, which was another episode this uh, echoed. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, can people who agree or disagree with Kieran express their agreement or disagreement with him in some way?
1: Why, yes, they can. They can follow him online on Twitter at KJ Evans 2 That's two the number.
0: Thank you very much, Kieran. Next up, we've got Tan Sixfingers. Hello, Tan Sixfingers, a.k.a. Ben O'Neill. Hi, Tans slash Ben. Is this the first time that we've heard from Tan Sixfingers on the New Who channel? I think it might be.
1: Ooh, welcome to New
0: Who, Tan Sixfingers, a.k.a. Ben O'Neill.
1: Yeah, lovely of you to join our temporal fork. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tan Six Fingers starts. Hello, Leon. Hello, Drew, Marie, and Jim. Lie of the Land wraps up the three-story arc. Of the monks' invasion, nicely. I find the odd correlation between your classic "Who" and new "Who" podcast intriguing, and in that there is also currently a three-story arc in classic as well. Yeah, that's true. This also happened when you reviewed "Into the Dalek," just after "Invisible Enemy," which both involve shrinking people and journey to the center of the TARDIS. Just after "Deadly Assassin," where both refer to the legendary Eye of Harmony. Ooh, I know it has happened numerous times before too. Says Ben.
1: Ben continues, I thought Bill did a marvellous job of carrying the episode, especially at the beginning, where we don't even see the Doctor for a while. I enjoyed Nardole, as always. He has (laughs) such an expressive face. He's also a great counterpoint to Bill.
2: But Tans didn't understand why the Doctor took so long to send Nardole to get Bill, unless he had some way of knowing whether she had broken through the hypnosis, or he was just gathering other forces.
0: I loved Missy in this. I thought the part about her feeling regret for each death a nice touch. I think this is the best iteration of the Master since Delgado. Mmm, that is a bold statement, Tan Six fingers.
1: Ben Slash Tans did not care for the appearance of the monks. Unless they are the literal remains of a long-lived race, I don't know why they would look like desiccated corpses. Yeah, agreed.
2: And Hans concludes this story emphasized spectacle over substance. So I rated it a 2.8 out of 5.
0: Fantastic. How that? Ooh.
2: Fantastic rating, Tan Six Fingers.
0: <laughs> yeah, here's your friend who agrees with you. Best one so far. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he agreed with pretty much every point you made throughout the episode, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good man, Tan's.
0: People who are not Tan Six Fingers, uh, how may they interact with Tan Six Fingers?
2: Well, you can find him on Instagram at Tan Six Fingers. That's six, the number.
0: That's right. And on Twitter as well, I believe. That's one more finger than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Ben, a.k.a. Six fingers.
1: Who's next? Why, it's none other than the amazing Michael Ridgway. 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 Hello, Michael. Love you, Michael. My goodness. Michael begins with a list of likes. First, like the fake news Trumpian satire stuff.
2: The doctor's charade to Bill. Fooled me, you total dick
0: doctor, said I. (laughs) (laughs) And last like, Missy on the piano. Mm. Let's
1: get tucking into Michael's list of (laughs) beefs. First, beef. Deja vu to Saxon masters earth. Why such a 1984 shit tip? (laughs) It would have been way better had the monks created an illusion of utopia with only Bill seeing the real world.
0: That makes way more sense, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: And why are the monks uber indestructible in Pyramid now super naff?
0: Good question. Next. Why didn't the monk on the boat recognise Bill as the one who consented away Earth? Yes. Better or worse. (laughs)
1: Next one, the monks remained a bit of an enigma. What did they really look like? Why did they want the Earth? What are their hobbies?
2: <laughs> and
1: last beef, they do what oppressors
2: always do when they realise who's really in power. They run. Except for the ones that fight horribly to the death, usually bringing their countries collapsing around them. Why did the monks just leave? Why not zap the Earth from orbit in a huff?
1: <laughs> yeah, till they have
2: no
0: pride? question. <laughs> <Shame. laughs> Or like, just why not just try to hang on to power? <laughs> why give up immediately?
1: Yeah, it's not even an angry mob. It's just it's like a half a dozen dudes. Yeah, it's it's a bus stop queue who start gesticulating <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, better ship out.
0: In summary, <laughs> says Michael, a disappointing
1: finale to one of the best three-parters in New Who. Hmm, That's faint praise. What else have we got? <laughs> The the Utopia, etc., which we can barely call a three-parter, maybe. Mm. Uh, Well, anyway, Michael gives this a rating of 2.3 out of 5 memory criminals being summarily zapped. Zoink!
0: (laughs) That was an excellent mini-Michael, as always. You can rely on Michael. You can rely on him, but how can you follow him? Where can you follow him? How can you interact with him online?
1: Why you can follow him on Twitter at bad. Underscore. A movie?
0: Underscore.
1: Club. (laughs) No, underscore. So big, Michael. So big. Pyramid-sized.
2: Who's next? Well, next up we have Eddie.
1: Rock! Hello, Eddie.
2: Hi, Eddie. Sup, Eddie? Well, here we are at the end of this long and epic saga, begins Eddie. This brilliantly original take on an alien invasion story can be summed up in one word. Unfortunately, that word is anticlimactic. But first, the good stuff.
0: (laughs) Here's our friend who agrees with us, by the way. Eddie continues, Nardole's high-pitched screaming when confronted with a chair made me lol. Every fracking word Missy says in her scene was pure gold. The psych-out of the Doctor's betrayal was so good, it almost had me convinced the first time, which leads me directly to my very first <laughs>
1: Showing the doctor starting to regenerate when supposedly being shot was cheap and lazy. Mm-hmm. And how? I'm sure it made for a compelling clip in the trailer, but it served no purpose except to trick the audience, which was completely unnecessary after the fantastic scene which led up to it. Even this, though, doesn't compare to the tragedy that is the final <laughs> act. <laughs> And Eddie Rock
0: concludes, This whole serial was so unique and original, and it really brought its A-game to Capaldi's final season. So why was the whole thing completely undone by an imaginary memory? Yes, it's clever that they brought the story of the pictures back around, but nothing in this story felt lazy until the trick with the Doctor regenerating, after which everything was just sloppily rushed along. Very disappointing culmination to what could have been remembered as a favourite Doctor Who story.
1: The word disappointing has come up in so many Listen minis. I don't know if you've noticed.
0: It has, yeah, as has anticlimax.
1: Yeah, and I certainly wrote it in mine. I can't remember whether it was among the thicket of words I managed to blurt out between muscle spasms, but I think (laughs) just the overwhelming sense of disappointment is why I'm so far down. And I'm sorry, I'm so far below everybody else. No,
0: don't be sorry. Dude, retract your apology. Do not apologize for this.
1: Okay, so anyway... Eddie Rock concludes, overall, he gives this episode a 2.6 out of 5 sanity-saving Sony Walkmans. Until next time, rock on!
0: <laughs> that is an excellent rating system. We totally didn't talk about the Sony Walkmans or that entire scene, by the way. That's, that's a whole bonkers scene. Thank you very much for an excellent mini, Eddie.
1: Yeah, nice one, Eddie. By the way, uh, we've lost Marie, podcast land. Maybe future Leon's already told you. Or maybe you've just figured that out. But she's yeah. been having connection issues.
0: Yeah, it, unfortunately, we have lost her indeed. But do you know whom we haven't lost? Eddie!
1: How can we find Eddie, Eddie
0: on Twitter?
1: Oh, I do nothing but find Eddie as opposed to lose Marie. You can find Eddie
0: at The Eddie Rock! Eddie Rock! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Eddie.
0: And thank you very much, everyone, who sent something in for this one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, super-duper good stuff.
1: Okay, so that's pretty much it. Okay, so what do we have coming up next? Leon, what's coming up next in the Classic channel?
0: Excellent question, Drew. Next up is a Classic Who review, and it will be of Terminus, which is the second part in the three-part saga of the uh, Black Guardian.
1: Lovely. Now, do you have a question for me?
0: Yes, which episode will
1: we feature after that?
0: Will it be a new, will it be a bonus episode, perchance?
1: Why, yes, it will. It will be uh our... 14th Doctor and Next Showrunner speculations and wish list episode. That's right. Slash Uh, random fireside chat.
0: (laughs) Exactly. People who have not yet listened to the previous bonus episode, our Time Fracture review, at the end of that, JD, who was guesting on it, and I have like a 10-minute conversation about that subject, this will be completely new. We will cover entirely new ground. We will have an episode solely dedicated to it. It's going to be absolutely badass. But do listen to those ten minutes with JD as well. And then after that, oh, why after that we have a return to New Who, namely with Empress of Mars.
1: Oh, Mark Gatiss's final episode to date.
0: Is it really? It
1: is. Oh, well. Wow. I mean, well, as a writer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, can people say hello to us?
1: Well, I mean, they can do whatever they like. They can find me on the Tweety Box at DrewbackWen. Excellent
0: branding. What about you, Marie? Yeah, what is it? Can people say hello to you on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter. What about Insta? Yeah, I'm on the gram. What's your handle on the gram? At
1: uh, Ham, Mash, and Jelly.
0: Why, those are those three, are three hand- of, of my favorite, favorite things. things.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And you can say hello to me as well. High five me online. I will high five you right back. I can be found at Ponken, P-O-N-K-E-N. Before we say our goodbyes, I would like to also say, when this episode drops, the last six episodes <laughs> of Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, which uh, features a very particular guest on there, namely me. Uh, we're talking about Seeds of Doom. So thank you very much, Doc Oho, for, for inviting me on your fabulous show. And Podcastland, run there post-haste. Brad,
1: sounds good. I mean, I'm not into classics, but I might check it out. Yeah, you should
0: they're commentary tracks so they're like half an hour each. we recorded them all in one evening and I just kept drinking I drank like a pint of whatever cocktail per episode so (laughs) I am off my tits I cannot spell my own face by the end of it
1: you thought that he was off his tits on a regular basis on this episode podcast land just (laughs) you freaking wait (laughs) and that's it thank you so much for listening podcast land catch you on the flip side Uh, be rad and excellent to each other don't do anything stupid. And rock on. Yeah. Ciao.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> Shotsie. Love oh. you.
0: Kablamo. Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey like us on Facebook that's facebook.com slash who back when all in one word are you into Twitter awesome high five us online and we'll high five you right back you guessed it we're at who back when all in one word check us out on
1: Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube that's who slash YouTube
0: vote us up on Reddit listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website who where you can submit a review of your own browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens monsters